0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. D W group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get, get, get that.
0: Football. Fighting in fuller nonsense. The Stephen and Podcast.
1: Made in Manchester. Long requested, long anticipated, second time of asking, it took us that pissing long to do it, we did do one in London about, uh, it was just after the end of the season actually I think, and it corrupted, it only recorded every other half second, so instead of being like 45 minutes long it was 26 and a half minutes long, and it just had, it was like a phone cutting out all the way through it, it did get uploaded, I don't think anybody listened to it because it was fucked, but anyway, it's Adam McCullough, how you doing son?
0: Wagwan. What's going on everyone? Everyone good? How are we doing? Glad to be here at last. Um,
1: so we kicked off as a bit of an end of season review, didn't we? And that wouldn't feel right to do now, I don't so think. So much
0: has changed. So much has changed. It's been a busy we, month. We, we've... Uh, the, when, when's this going up?
1: In about an hour.
0: Okay, so there'll be a video on full-time Devils that I've seen tomorrow, which has fifty like 50 odd days... In Manchester United and it's crazy how much has changed
1: that's probably um, when we uh, recorded the video
0: uh, yeah, when we
1: did the podcast actually
0: just been up and down up and down but um, it's mainly been up now so looking forward to it it's it's got an excitement feeling but I'm kind of um, what should I say a bit weary as well But um, if this goes to plan, it will be beautiful and it will be amazing, and we will boil a lot of piss on the way.
1: Well, that is our favourite thing thing. to do. It's going to be a hell of a season, regardless of what happens, I think. I was thinking of doing a video, uh, somewhat along the lines of things that you could expect to happen this season, (laughs) but I couldn't write it, right? I couldn't figure out what to write in it because I was like, well. One of the things that I was thinking would happen would be that one of the top managers would get sacked. And then I was like, I don't know who. I don't know who, and I don't think I could just leave it as open-ended as like, oh, one of the managers will get sacked. Like, really? Insightful, you dickhead. Um, but one of them is going to lose the job. There's too much, uh, there's too many top managers and not enough success in this league to go around. There's not enough progress. There's not enough success for all of these top managers to go I around. Think, I
0: think we can discard three straight away, though. I think Pet will not be sacked in his first season. I think Jose will not be sacked in his first season. And I think um, Jürgen Klopp will not be sacked. Sorry, not Jürgen Klopp. We've got four, Jürgen Klopp and Arsene Wenger because Arsene Wenger is the one I would say he's in danger. But when you look at the facts and you look at what's gone before it, can you really say that? Because Arsenal don't... you had... Was it Gazidis who came out and said I'm not here to win things and You have all these things going on And it's just like Arsenal Going to sack him I don't think so I think he's the master of his own destiny
1: Um, I tend to agree on that as well I don't think he is the sort of guy That's going to lose his job And I look at it and I think In the crook throat world of the Premier League He is the guy that probably would lose his job But Not at the club he's at And I think they obviously Ranieri. take into account a lot of the stuff that he's done. And now, Well, I think he's safer than Wenger.
0: <laughs> <Imagine, laughs> could you imagine the cheek of Leicester if Ranieri had them like 12, 13, 4 below at Christmas him. and they sacked him?
1: <laughs> I'd go and join the riot... <laughs> I'd be on the streets just... of Leicester With a bag of walkers Going Fucking bird. It'd be typical of his career though Because
0: The way <laughs> things went at Chelsea He seemed to be getting things going for them If I remember correctly And then he got sacked Fair enough for Jose But Like It's a, it's a difficult one um, But I genuinely Can't Can't see any of them Really in danger Pochettino He's not going to get sacked There's a long term Plan going down At Spurs
1: So, if you go all the way through, Conte won't lose his job. You go all the way through the league and you're like, who's going to be. If I was like a bookies now and I'm thinking, right, who do I want to make a nice, juicy odds on so people enticed into it? And who do I actually think is going to be the guy that gets sacked first? You know what? We shouldn't be asking these questions while we have the internet at our fingertips. Let's have a look. What
0: about Ronald Coleman?
1: No chance. Evan. Yeah, but he's the first appointment, so he's not going to sack him. No one knows what well, the are. Well, no, true. Pass. He could, no, could easily—he yeah. could easily be a guy that's like, no, nope, give him 16 days and f- fire him off. I mean, yeah, then that's the unknown quantity, isn't it? So, and also, um, maybe looking
0: at the of the table to be fair.
1: Sack race, uh, Premier League, 2017. Let's have a look. Who do you reckon's the favourite? There must have been one that maybe narrowly missed out on relegation last season that's still in the shit. But I can't think of anybody. Alan Pardew. I don't know. I
0: remember, he, he would they were doing really well and they all just tip and so in a games, game towards w- the scene. Oh,
1: no, his favourite. Oh no, that's that's, that's, it. that's, <laughs> that's,
0: that's a me. one, my dear. a video around. is <laughs> an old one, but he's like all these stuff bollocks.
1: <laughs> Why am I not surprised? There is a Mike love, Bassett of football manager. I love Big Sam. Um, I, would, I, would ha- I would
0: hate him as, as to be obviously I'm not suggesting I would love him at Manchester United for anyone. Absolutely. Awesome. I still think for one Steve N but,
1: yeah, it's just the proper I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to read it. You know what, I read earlier that, um... When was Mourinho appointed?
0: July the 1st, officially.
1: But he appointed like a month before that.
0: But he's, I think his contract... Well, then again, they say he had... Well, been... well, I've just been to managers. And the first thing that caught my And the first name that caught my eye... 6 was Now, why the fuck is Serrano even in the running... Arsenal manager? Because someone probably wanted to put a bet on it. Stop him with it, innit? Jeremy Clark, 401. Morgan, 401. Nosaurus is more likely to be Arsenal manager than Piss Morgan. No way. Nosaurus um, is more likely to be Arsenal manager than it was S-T-T-L-I. S-T-L-I. All right. Cock-a-poss-a-casus. <laughs> um, <laughs> very nil. I've been on a podcast. have
1: got
0: a... static permanent manager. We're going to have to go out on our own on this one. So, um... They, 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 they're with Kingswell they after a good season, didn't they? And who, who's the one
1: Which couple Ryan gig managed next? Salford City to one. There's no way he's going down to Salford. No
0: Why would he do that?
1: Barcelona and Real Madrid are under to one. Six to one for Liverpool, fifty one for six. Ridiculous. Nottingham Forest, forty to one.
0: What do you make of, um Tierra on relieving Arsenal today?
1: Well, I only saw a tweet from BBC which said he was asked to choose between Punditry
0: and <laughs> No, because obviously, there's. Wenger's got history with letting Vieira go as well. And they all move up to we'll get them talking to him. It's an interesting one that's going down at Arsenal. Like, with that power with Wenger's has, that, that club is crazy. Um, it is, and I but can... you also find that, that, that level their... of power as well at United. But um, Fergie was successful, and this there's. Is very true. That's there's, there's, with Sir Alex Ferguson, like there's a lot of Manchester United fans that even now think he's a bastard. Um, a lot of man- match-going fans dislike Sir Alex Ferguson, but they would never have called for his head because he was successful. I remember that time around. I remember being at a game against Blackburn. Was it 05 or 06?
1: 2005 we lost there 2-1 there was a lot of people calling for his head and yeah
0: yeah we passes. lost 2-1 Mort Gamps Pedersen grabbed 2 I think it was and I remember being in it was when I had a membership so I was all over the gaff and I was in uh, just by the dugouts and stuff and people were booing him and I remember I got into an argument with a guy like because I was probably I was just like nah you can't start a fair guy, you're stupid like and we just got into an argument I, mean, I imagine that's what it's like at Arsenal every single season
1: imagine (laughs) well if you've watched more than 35 seconds of Arsenal fan TV you're gonna know exactly what the Arsenal fan base is like i mean, to be fair the United fan base isn't getting off this scot-free, the United fan base couldn't tell you what colour kit we fucking fucking playing, if you said it was red, some would say it was dark red, some would say it was deep red some of them would say it was blood red, there'd be an argument over what colour of a fucking shirt we wear because there's that many fans that there is no consensus and I always say this about people people have accused me of claiming that I speak for the fans because we spoke to the BBC when Fingy was appointed I just happened to be at Old Trafford that day, and he has to talk to me. I've never said I'm a fucking spokesman for the fans, nor would I ever claim to be, because there's just too many fucking facets to this support. I don't represent the kids that walk around in Stone Island thinking they're 10 men. I don't represent the guys that wear the hoodies with the shirt over the top of it. I don't wear the people who do face painting and jester hats. None of these fucking people represent me, and I don't represent any of them. The United fan base has got so many fucking facets to it. You know, I represent... You know, just look at the fucking range of people that we have on full time Devils. You know, Andy's is different to Ray, to me, to you, to Charlie, to Gaz, to Jaden. To, there's so many different fucking people. I mean, Haley, you know, she's Irish and lives in the northeast somewhere and she's a United fan. So fucking what? Do you know what I mean? There's just difference to so many people and so much fucking difference in the United support. How can I claim to speak for Ray? How can I claim to speak for. Hayley So I imagine when you get all of those different people In the melting pot People have got different angles People have got different um, opinions on stuff And people come looking it? from a, a completely different angle You're never going to get consensus on fans I think you'd get the consensus At the end of Fergie's reign that That's perhaps the greatest manager you're ever going to see We're probably not going to see the like again But I, I do remember the times when people had had enough of him, when Mourinho came and Chelsea looked like they was never gonna lose a game, yeah, there
0: was that fear in it. Um, we, had, we had to give them the the guard of honor at Old Trafford. We lost that day.
1: Even if you just think, glazing. Like, yeah, the Glazer, the Glazer time was awful. The Glazer time was awful. That was when the infighting really started because then you had and uh, and uh, this isn't me throwing a jab out at anybody, but this is just an observation that I made. It seemed like. A lot of the Irish fans seemed to really hate anybody that decided they wanted to be a part of FC United, and there was people that created those stickers, "Love United, Hate Glazer," and then there was people that created the stickers, "Love United, Hate FC United," and it was it was fucking chaos. Uh, there was arguments in the ground, there was fighting in the ground in East Lower where I was. There was people fighting each other um, over it, you hear it, kick off over FC United and things like that, and it was fucking chaos. And I think the Glazers probably one of the worst things to happen to the club because of what that caused and there were so many top reds and I mean top fucking old school reds that went because of the thing that happened with FC and just haven't been back since and I it, it's fucking sad because you can't lose that level of fan from the club and expect it all to go on the same I see people saying there's no difference in certain fans well do you know what, truth be told, the fucking is some of the people think, that go home and away, you got to give your fucking respect to. People that have been going home and away since the fucking 70s. How I think, can you uh, say if it's your first match that like you're the same level of fan? You might feel like you are, but you're not at the end of the day. There is a difference.
0: I think, obviously, like life, everyone has different opinions, you know what I mean? And I think with football, obviously, people take them to heart a lot more because your football team is something... Well, I think in England, more so, anyway. Well actually no that's wrong your football team for 9.9% of people you are wrong with for a large majority or all, all of your life so it's important that people that people don't walk ball don't see they just could never get so you take things to heart more than with your footballing opinions and one thing I've learned over the years like back in now I, I'm against the Glazers some will call me a hypocrite because I still go to games and all that oh, well, and that's, so that's fair enough because buy
1: a fucking pie a shirt or anything I like am that a, then you I am a hypocrite because
0: yeah. I am a hypocrite because I I still put money in the Glazers' pockets. But I remember this quote from Gary Neville's book, um, where he said that he he doesn't support the players who's in the dugout, who's in the board of directors. He doesn't support any of that. He supports the Manchester United, and that's it. And that's why I will always go back, regardless of what's going on. I will always go back in terms of different opinions, like. Over the years I've learned to accept people's opinions now because people support a team in a different way like back in the day I thought people that went to FC maybe a little I couldn't turn my back on United like that that's how I seen it but then when you think about it like it's different situations people are have different opinions and it's how it makes you feel ultimately and you just gotta respect that. That and
1: there's no right or wrong way guys, to support the club as well. People remember that. That like, there is no right guys, or wrong way to support the club.
0: These guys love the club as much as us, and they had to turn their back on it. Or, and that's 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 a sad thing as well. Like even my dad stopped going as much because of that. And like it's sad. Like I can't go to football with my dad as much because he's just always like, nah, fuck it. Like it's too expensive or the money this that and the other. And it's like that's sad that that part of the game has changed. That but. You'll always get different opinions. And I think football as a whole is beautiful in the way that it also unites people. A day and age when everyone's fucking arguing and moaning over this and that and the other. But you see some of the scenes out even at the Euros or like football mainly is positive, I think. Um, It's just a negative that gets so magnified. And I think obviously you see that a lot nowadays as well online um, with all the... All this shit negativity just brings more hits, don't it? So, what goes down?
1: I was talking to Jaden about um, fandom and stuff like that over the weekend because obviously UFC 200 was on big event, uh, and we were talking about how watch- certain Ooh. you are. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said then.
0: I said, "I said watch UFC." <laughs>
1: you fucking div. Um, so I said. We was talking about like why certain fighters um have a bigger support and and why some don't and you know, maybe what's right and wrong with that and and I said like I was taken to United by my dad, who was taken by his dad and Jaden's obviously my lad. I took him when he was fourteen month old. There can never be with MMA or even with boxing, no one's ever gonna have like If your dad watched Muhammad Ali, he can't take you to watch Muhammad Ali because that guy's (laughs) career is over in 10 years, maximum, isn't it? So, like, you'd never get handed down your support of any other athlete apart from clubs. Now, there's no clubs in athletics. There kind of is, but there isn't, let's face it. You've got rugby teams. Yeah, it can happen in rugby as well. And I guess if you're an American fan, you've got your baseball, your football, your basketball teams, and, and you can hand down your support for that. But it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because I think a lot of sports the majority of sports olympic sports boxing fighting all that sort of stuff you're just a fan primarily of the sport and then you might attach yourself to one guy that you really like the personality of or the way that they play that sport but with football teams it's irrelevant who is on the pitch and who is in the manager's chair you're there for the badge and you're there for the club this is what you do you go to this particular place with this particular Mm -hmm. color seats and you don't like the guys over town that have got different colour seats and I've always gone to that one and I always find it mad and fascinating and I I understand it I understand why it exists but I still find it football is more than a sport
0: man it's more than a sport and if people have been watching my channel um, cheeky plug, subscribe Um, I've I've gone to a few different things recently like Wimbledon um, Silverstone obviously I'm a fan of boxing so I've always supported a boxer over time, like Nasim Hamed, Floyd Mayweather, Eric Morales, these kind of guys. Want to hear um, DJ? eh?
1: What are you DJ?
0: Eric, <laughs> <he's>, oh, don't <laughs> get me started. He only had three of the greatest fights of all time. With and, um, DJ. but with that, they we right, now one eight smart. I'm the all together supporting him. It's it is like football. But like you say, it's it lasts for a certain time when that's his. Career,
1: you've got a personal relationship with guy. Yeah, yeah. A guy, that's when totally his career goes,
0: no, but I, I still think you get people that follow Amir Khan around like that. And like you say, once his career is over, it's finished. At F1, it was very weird. Like people just support Lewis Hamilton. Wimbledon, you go. People are there more for like you say for the sport. When I went to watch the tennis, people were in there. Probably didn't know too much about the guys that were playing. They were just fascinated by the sport. And I think football is so tribal, tribalistic. Some people go to football. Um, I remember some <laughs> some guy on the internet got ripped for saying, uh, who are these guys that go football just to get pissed and all that? And it was like, <laughs> I was thinking, are you stupid? That's most like, of them? Like, most, like, everybody, like, he clearly hasn't been to a well, it's game. A, like, it's
1: a social thing, isn't it? It's as much as yeah, a, it's, a social it's, thing. And, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a... Uh...
0: It's a religion, man.
1: It's a thing you do with your mates. It's a that's that's, that's not social,
0: is it? But it's a religion, and I think it's much more than a sport. Some people that go couldn't probably don't know the rules inside out, or you know, don't pay attention to the tactical sides of it, that's why you get I, a lot I
1: guarantee there's tons of people who go get twisted get chiseled off their head <laughs> don't give a flying fuck who we sign in the transfer window because they're not interested in that they're not interested in how we perform generally I've, I've been to some I, I go and watch a, a fair chunk obviously in and around United of non-league football and I think that people are literally there because that's what they do they just go, rather than just going and sitting in a pub with what six mates they just go to fucking Hyde or they go to Drolsdon or they go to Glossop or they go to one of them teams who are fucking turd who've got no hope whatsoever of making the football league let alone the Champions League but they're not asked because this is just what they enjoy doing and I don't think they sit around and make videos about are we going to sign a new striker this year I don't think they care I think they literally just go because they see the same old faces and they get fucking twisted with them and occasionally they might get a day out at Wembley or something like that and I think that's fucking brilliant. And who's to say that they're right and we're wrong or we're wrong and they're right. There's no there's nobody is Yeah, there? it
0: was like when I went to when I was at the F one, I was scared to get into a conversation with a proper F one nut. In case in case I looked like stupid. But at football you can hold a conversation with anybody. You know what I mean? Like well, anybody. Well. But um and I think what we're trying to say Snow here is videos. it's pretty aimless, isn't it, at the moment? But what I think what we're trying to say is football's is just great football is amazing it's not endless
1: whatsoever it's it's discussing what's going on it's a fucking major facet of our lives and I was going to say in the middle of all that lot how many times um, do you see people just coming and experiencing a United that aren't a fan and I was thinking you probably don't see it a lot and then that kind of leads me sort of onto what I'm going to be doing Hopefully it's not been finalised yet, but hopefully going to be doing this Club 92 thing, and we're going to try and do it in a really fast time as well. Uh, I'm not going to give you the specifics, but we're we're going to try and do it well under a season. And I'm literally going to be a tourist at those, and I'm going to I'm going to be going to Oxford and I'm going to be going to Middlesbrough and Newcastle when they're not playing United, which is going to be a different experience for me. I'm not going to have any dog in the fight whatsoever. It's just going to be it's going to be strange turning up at these random grounds in the middle of nowhere. Do you, do you watch foot,
0: like, You know when football's on the telly? Not like you, roll, 2016. I mean, like you're switching through the channels and Fleetwood Town versus Accrington's on. Do you watch it? Yeah. But yeah. Do, 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 um, you, do you find yourself like fully immersed in it?
1: Not to the same level. I'll be browsing Twitter and stuff like that, but I'll watch it. I like watching it from a tactical perspective. I like to see if there's any kids that I think look mint in there. Uh, it's the same reason why I occasionally go and watch a non-league game. It's the same reason why I go and watch. Like I watch the under 16s and stuff at United. That's more. That's different. I'm more in, interested in that from a selfish point of view. That I want you know another fucking wonder kid to be coming through, and I want to know about him before anyone else does. Um, but I think when I'm watching, you know, I went to uh, Droylsden got quite far in the FA Cup a couple of years ago, and they ended up playing Chesterfield, and Chesterfield had a couple of lads that I knew in the team, which was mad as fuck because they're both from Droylsden. I thought that was bizarre. Um, hmm. And and I went. Me and my dad went. We went to draws and like on a fucking Wednesday night. I think they ended up going out on penalties or some shit like that. I can't remember now. But um you no, know, I will go and watch football. I I like football. Something that I wanted to do with my channel, which might get shelved because of the club ninety two thing, is I wanted to go and give a history of football in Manchester. And I was going to go to ten because there's about fucking twenty professional clubs, but not obviously not. Um, down to League 2 and that, but I'm talking below that, I'm talking conference and lower tiers 7, 8, 9 and 10, there's like 25 different clubs in Greater Manchester which is nuts, there's more football clubs per capita in Manchester than anywhere else in the world, Um, Buenos Aires and London actually has more football teams as cities, but there's more people in them cities, so per capita Manchester has more football clubs per person than anywhere else in the world, and I wanted to cover that because I think that's fucking awesome, uh, and I also think there's, there's arguably too many fucking teams for them all to be successful because there just isn't enough fans to go around when you've got United and City on your doorstep how are Stockport going to do well how are drawston going to progress how are this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy going to do well there's, there's just too many mm. fucking teams and then teams are all competing for players them teams are all competing for grants and resources at the lower levels as well And like the East Manchester Junior Football League which Jaden plays in is a phenomenally well run Football league, like all of the matches are played on grass. Um, there's as many scouts as there is parents at every single fucking match because this this is the hotbed of football in this country, and it's Manchester. And it's fucking brilliant to be a fan of football in Manchester at this moment. And I think with what's going on at the two biggest clubs in the sea, United and United Reserves, obviously. <laughs> um, but obviously, you know what's going on over the road with the Blue Camp. They're doing big things, and like we've said a few times, whether or not. It's the right decision to get Pep Guardiola in, you know, on the back of what has he ever proved he can do with a team like this? In their heads, I can understand the reasoning that they think this guy's the best coach in the world. Um, and I think we, what we've pe- done. I think with what we've done, and I think with the transfers that we're trying to make happen, we're trying to show we're a big fucking deal. We're not going to be considered the, the the capital of football like somewhere like Milan could argue uh until we're both competing for the Champions League week in uh, year in, year out. And that's not we're not there yet. We're not far off the both of us. There was obviously semi finalists last season. We're fucked since Fergie's gone, but you no, know, prior to that we were quarter finalists and semi-finalists every single year. We'll get back there under uh, under Jose even. Slip it so I think it's gonna get there. At the moment no no City has more football watched than anywhere else uh, than, than Manchester, and that's because of what they get in, and what we get in terms of attendance. If you look at the other big attendances around the world, you've got Barcelona and Espanyol in Barcelona, aren't you? Most of that's Barca. Doesn't add up on, as an aggregate to more than what Manchester gets between United and City. Madrid and Atletico doesn't add up as, a, as an average to more than United and City does. Milan, Inter are pretty fucked at the moment. They don't add up to as much. So, in terms of attendance, Manchester's the number one place for football in the world we need to be more successful in Europe and as much as it kills me, City need to be oh do you know what, they can just be hovering around semi-finalists, that'll fucking do for me mm. um, but the, the players that they're bringing, the manager that they've got the players that we're trying to sign, the manager that we've now got, it's fucking great time to be a football fan in Manchester and I'm I'm probably going to miss a lot of it early part of the season when I try and do this fucking record but I, I think it, I'm, in, I'm really excited to see the difference of going on a regular basis to Oldham and Hartlepool and you know mm. places like that Burn.
0: places with two <laughs> men and a dog I, and I, the reason I asked that question about like football was because now I would have obviously I think my love for football started with Manchester United and I don't think if I had been taken to a game and at like four or five years old I would have loved football as much and it's it's crazy like what I'm not mean? I'm not I'm not like that where if there's a game on and the game's shit, I won't watch it. Like I'm I don't watch every game of football. Um I watch big games of football, um, that I know the quality is gonna be high in, but I don't watch every game of football. Just go back and,
1: to what you just said. You don't
0: um you don't I, mean you I, I basically I love Manchester United more than I love the game of football.
1: I think I'd do agree get, with you on that. Do you
0: get what I'm saying? Like I would never have been so immersed in football if it wasn't for Manchester United. And I think because of my love for Manchester United, from there, I've grown to love football and learn more about it and be intrigued by things. But I think that just being there is a big thing for me. But yeah, football for me started with Manchester United and I'm not the same where I could go and watch every game of football like,
1: I like going and getting the different experiences that, and I think that's that's the only if difference.
0: Experiences, like I want to go to an Ajax game to be in there with their fans when they're singing their Bob Marley songs and all that, I want to do that I want to go to a football game, be in the Yellow Wall I want to experience these things because they're amazing things to experience and part of football, but when I'm saying like, I can't that's, you know what I mean
1: Well, that, you just nailed what you're just saying there with you want to experience those different things. I want to experience all those as well. But I also want to go and experience the lower level in England. I think, I think England's got a fucking brilliant structure of football in this country, and I want to, I want to experience the whole.
0: Talking about the structure of football, of an important thing for me, um, growing up. I think this time in football, like in recent years, we've been talking about a Rooney rule yet. Now This is going way off tangent for. All- go ahead. I think the is a bit of bollocks, to be fair, and I think the um, because obviously in recent times in England and Europe. Um, in the eighties, you started to see more black players coming through, so it's obviously a natural progression. Will mean those players become managers, coaches, etc. Mm-hmm. So then we'll have more of those guys represented. But one thing that I think in England needs to be worked on, and that's both a cultural thing, and from a footballing coaching grassroots kind of level there's so many british asians in this country that are overlooked yeah i've played football week in week out a decent level and lower levels as well and there's talent there and i think coaches and scouts i don't think it's i'm not saying they're racist here that's not i don't think that's the case at all but i think there's a maybe a perspective that they're not as serious at football or they're not as good as or not whatever And they don't get as many opportunities. And I really think English football could tap into that British-Asian market. And I think they're starting to now. Like My mate's at Liverpool. um, Jan. And he's British-Asian. He's going to come through. Be amazing, I hope. Although I hope it's not in a Liverpool shirt and he'll kill me for saying that. Um, But he is an amazing talent. And he used to train with us as a kid. Rip people apart. I'm sure he's ripped me apart once or twice as well. And... Is an amazing talent, but I think we need a breakthrough British Asian like that to come through. I remember when Leeds tried it because they had the Lee Bowyer case going on with a uh, Ranjit Singh, was it? Did uh, they
1: a couple of Asian players breakthrough. No, but they
0: tried. They only did it because they had the bad PR around them about yeah. Bowyer kicking the shit out of some kid because he was <laughs> Asian or something. And then you had um, you had uh, Michael Chopra at Newcastle, never really had a chance. Well, sorry, he wasn't really good enough. And then I think you need a breakthrough player and then people will start standing up and taking recognition at it because there's a lot of talent around. And I think when people say England don't have footballing ability and don't have footballing talent, it's absolutely bollocks. And I mean that from every kind of level. I've seen youngsters that can play football. I've played in teams that can play football at every level. Like, there's players out there that can play football and I think the thing wrong with English football at the moment is the people at the top are not the right people in place. When you're looking at the FA and you're looking at what kind of person and manager that Roy Hodgson was, you knew it was never going to work. And I think a lot needs to be done. I think we need to tap into... We've got some great players that have come through through our um, leagues. I'm talking even the likes of Rio, um, Gary Neville... Gerard Lampard, whatever, whatever. These guys need to be utilized. England. We had this conversation with, was it Greg? Remember when he said it well, in England? You, no, no, no. On no, no, a chat, oh, Skype right. chat, and he said in England, people have to be players, uh, managers, or pundits. Yeah, There's never one in, in between.
1: Yeah, we did because we spoke about how uh, Van der Sar's gone and been marketing director, yeah, and stuff. I'll go a step further in what you're saying there is that people can play I've football. Seen, yeah. oh. I've seen some ridiculously talented footballers and one of the best footballers I've seen, one of the best child footballers I've seen was a little Asian kid. And that was at City. Jaden spent six months at City. And while he was there, he had um he, he was too small. He was six and it was an under eight team that he was going for. He was and his birthday's in July as well, so he's almost two years younger than some of the players. So he was too small. Technical wise, he's pretty good apart from that his left foot shite. Um, but there was this kid there That was like a little David Silver. He was controlling every single ball He was putting a little bit of backspin on it So he would kill it dead Balls would be pinged at him And he'd just kill it dead right in front of him And he was magic And, mm. I, and I went and spoke to him uh, to his dad And, and I, said, oh, like, I said He's got some skill hasn't he He goes Yeah he rejected him at first And I was like Are you kidding me And he goes nah And he was from Nottsford, Which for those listening who don't know Is a bit of a posh part of Manchester Mm. Uh, a lot of footballers live in Knutsford and a lot of executives I know it for the services (laughs) so uh, (laughs) it is a posh part I think and he goes I said they rejected him really and he he goes to be fair he was right he goes he was a little bit soft he goes his skill level's not changed his ability on the ball has not changed his constantly got his head up he's constantly looking for passes and stuff like that he goes he was just a bit soft whenever someone went in a bit hard on him he would go down he would cry he would shrink and i was like all right so what did you do he goes started taking up a plat lane which is fallowfield moss side sort of area uh, and he played in a five-a-side team there he goes hardened him up he goes and now city have just offered him a two-year deal and i was like that kid is fucking quality um unbelievable kid asian kid now, there's also a ton of other Asian kids that I've seen as well, because a couple of my friends run the British Asian Football Foundation. So I've I've checked that out a, a lot as well. And, uh, and I agree massively with what they're doing. They obviously they work quite closely with the Kick It Out campaign, because it is bullshit. It is Kick like, It
0: Out campaign, One politics, of the things the that way. they say is... They, they, You're breaking up, yo. I'll
1: start Hello. again. Can you hear me? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I can hear you.
1: Right, I'll, uh, I'll start again then. But yeah, basically what they were saying is that... Uh, one of the things that they come up against Is that people think that uh, Players of Pakistani descent Are too skinny And, and this, that and the other And they're like Where the fuck are you getting that from? Have you not seen Amir Khan? Yeah That's yeah, fucking shredded It's just Shred. a matter of training and diet That's all it fucking is I think
0: also I don't think it's purely that I think Coaches and stuff Have to Stand up and take a little bit more notice I think coaches
1: are the also, problem mate I really do I also I think, think the Parents as
0: well I think Parents, I think a lot of Asian parents are keen for their children to further education, doctors, lawyers, this, that and the other. I don't think many take football as a serious kind of profession. Um, I think until that, I think it has started to change, but I think until that changes, you'll never get a... You need parents backing as much. Do you know what I mean? You need your parents. Yeah, if
1: you're not being taken at five, six, seven years of age to go and play football, you're not going to be of the same level just playing in the street with your mates. Just, and if you just, I mean, I've got a mate who didn't start playing football till ten. He's ended up playing a, a match at Wembley. Um, he's you know played in the the lower tiers, professional tiers, but you no, know, he's never he's never hit league football. He's played at Wembley though in the in the vast. He didn't start playing football till he was 10. I've got other mates that never hit that sort of height despite being at clubs and playing from the ages of 5 and 6. But I do think in the modern game, I mean, Jaden's like better than any kid that I ever saw in my life when I was 8, 9 and 10 years old. He, he would have been best by miles, but the, the level has just progressed so fast and so quick that he's just an average player really now. Maybe, maybe I think, slightly above.
0: I think even now, like, you know the likes of Gary Neville and Cole? Yeah, I I've don't think they'd. I, I don't think they'd have made it through
1: at this. At, at I've said this. this a lot, right? I, and I said, and I got wrecked for saying it because I said something like, um,
0: "The class of ninety two lads. Would, they've got, they've got talent. Clear.
1: The class of ninety two lads wouldn't have come through in this team. the The players in our academy now are technically better than they were." Right, and people are like, "You're a fucking idiot!" Like, no, I'm not saying that they're going to have better careers. I'm not saying that they're going to go and do better things for their country. I'm just saying that I think the level of footballer has increased. I think if you go and put Adnan Yanazai in the in the 1960s, he's going to be the best player in the world. Maybe, you know, he's going to be up there at least. Anyway, that, <laughs> I've, I've told you, I think. Um, full, uh, MUTV played the uh, the 1968 European Cup final. I think I've told you this, haven't I? I don't know. And I, I, I've never seen it in full. I've seen all the highlights, and you know, I could tell you exactly what happens with all of the goals, you know, from the Charlton header, the uh, the best one where he goes around the keeper. All I, I could tell you everything that happens, now. and you know, even the Eusebio shot that Stepney saves, uh, and Eusebio comes and congratulates him like three times. Pretty embarrassing, actually. Mm. Um, but I'd never watched the full ninety minutes of it. So MUTV, I think it was on the anniversary, so it's like two months ago. Played the whole match, and I phoned my dad about. 50 minutes through and George Best was shit mate <laughs> he was like what <laughs> I said I'm watching 90 minutes here, George Best is fucking shit and he goes what are you talking about and I was like I'm just watching 90 minutes here right he's just passed it out for a throw in with no pressure on him whatsoever just like what are you fucking doing
0: <laughs> uh,
1: he, he lost the ball 4 or 5 times and do you remember when Giggs just used to put his hands on his hips and like, like I'm not fucking chasing it yeah. Doing that, and I'm like, I'm going mad at the telly here, watching George Best. <laughs> obviously, he's not shit before everyone starts going fucking nuts on that. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, the level here, obviously, the highlights that you see of George Best, phenomenal, and he would have done fantastic in any era. But the the pace of the game, I reckon they didn't run ten mile in those days in midfield or the fullbacks in them days. I fucking couldn't so the so much were of the fun. game. Well, the pitches were for <laughs> one, but. So much of the game was done at walking pace, like it's a, it's a different game. Of I get football. what you're saying, Completely the level the different different
0: culture levels are different, Everything. everything's different. Everything's Footballers different. are full time, they've got scientists, yeah, they've they got fitter, nutritionists, they've they got this, they've got that. It's um, such
1: a different game, bro. I was blown away. So, if you get the chance, go and watch the full night. I always think, you know, you Bobby
0: think. Charlton, so Bobby Charlton and all these, like he was obviously of his era, one of the greatest, potentially the greatest to ever play for Man United. And, like, football has changed so much now that when footballers like him retired back then, it's to work.
1: Yeah.
0: And you've got people like that aren't worth to polish his boots. That when they retire or when they get ditched by a top club at 23, 24, they're made for life. And it's it just shows you how much football has changed. Football has evolved so much. The
1: money involved is
0: ridiculous at the It's like, that not only means the players are paid more they've got so much more around them that they are allowed to fulfil their potential like the, the same the way the pressure we say, is also
1: on them too much, yeah, this, a lot more the, now as well
0: but the, the, the same way we say though like uh, can you imagine if George Best had the coaching that these players have now
1: yeah the mental support but, and everything like, he might have like, been talking to counsellors and all sorts of stuff he it's might like have got we, over it's his it's demons
0: like we, it's like going, yeah I feel, obviously, he's he's an ill man. It's not nice to see what's going on around him. And I'm not using this as a point scoring, ha-ha, we're better than you kind of thing. Before anyone says that, it's sad to see how he is because he's one of England's most natural talents ever. But when when Sir Alex Ferguson took over Manchester United, he sensed a change in football. He sensed the change in everything. The, the world of football was changing. We need to be more like the Italians and the Spanish. We need to have coaches. We needed to have nutritionists. Everything was changing. And Paul Gascoigne stayed in London, went to Tottenham, who were probably still, at that point, five to ten years behind Manchester United. Still had that drinking culture, all this bollocks around them. And I just think I know Sir Alex Ferguson said it as well. He wishes he had him. But had he made that move here? The coaching would have been different. The the team around him, everything. Things may not have gone how they were, but um, just one of those things. That different players, like if they get the coaching, they can make it. Um,
1: it also might have gone exactly the same way because he might have got best friends with because the drinking culture didn't get smashed that early. If you listen to him, like Kino talks about how him and Eric, you know, they wasn't there till ninety two and ninety three. So, Kino says about how him and Eric used to go on daytime drinking sessions with Rob... When did when did
0: Gaza join Tottenham, was it? It was ninety
1: one World the uh, uh, 91 FA Cup, so... Oh,
0: yeah, I'm thinking too early then, so what I just said is bollocks. <laughs> but but uh, I, still think, I still think... I know what I mean. There's, there's there. certain
1: protections that Sir Alex Ferguson afforded some players, because not all, because, you know, arguably, did we know about Keith Gillespie at the time? Don't know. Don't know if that only appeared once he left Manchester United or if that... Was revel- relevant at United, but we protected him. You don't know. You only want to know that we protected Giggs, but we didn't really protect Beckham. So was when we protected Giggs, was that Fergie had a word with him and Giggs went, "Yeah, all right," and just killed it. So we didn't really need to protect him. And when he had a word with Beckham, like, "Look, you're in the fucking, you're on the front of the paper, not the back of the paper." No,
0: but I think Beckham wanted that though.
1: He did, but and he was, he was protected, and he could, and he couldn't cope with it. I think it's evident when you look at his career. It didn't affect him. Tell I don't you think he went player. out drinking. I don't think he did anything that would have uh, affected his career like that. But there was a circus around Beckham, which can't be denied.
0: I'll tell you a player that I wish was at United when uh, Fergie was Peter Beardsley.
1: Well, didn't he sign for like a day and then?
0: No, he... he was. He left. I think it was it Ranaxton who told him. He was before Fergie though, but.
1: But he was at the club for like I'm sure it's he like was at a the day. club
0: for like a season or something. Or
1: no, I'm sure it was a day. Just gonna have a Google while we here. Yeah, he was quality at Liverpool.
0: At Newcastle, I think. He I remember there, Andy it? Cole said to us that it's the, he. This was after his. Remember when we interviewed him? Well, you Jaden was there. You went there. Um, Dig. Yeah, he played zero games for us. I know he played zero games, but he was at the club, so was he not in the youth team? Right?
1: No, no. It was his like his fourth club or something. No, he was a pro. He'd been a pro for four years before this. He played over 100 games for Carlisle before this.
0: Andy Cole, anyway. He played with Cantona. He played with Giggs. He played with Scores. He said Beards is the best he's ever played with.
1: Oh, he played one game. Played in a league cup against Bournemouth. And then went, what the fuck? He signed... Who mm. sold him? Ran Atkinson. was Atkinson. Yeah. I can't work out what the fuck happened
0: here. Basically, he did it happen.
1: Yeah, one game. Madness. Because his
0: dad wanted him to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kiddo. Know. And I'll tell you one player that I wish signed for Man United. Um, actually, actually, this is a good thing. I just did a video as well. You know this futsal thing that's come out today with Giggsy.
1: Yeah.
0: What would your five or so of players that you Not any ex-players that you've seen. So, any ex-players of your era. i tell you my five that done my video. It was Schmeichel, Rio, Ronaldinho, skulls and R9 hmm.
1: R nines a definite up front skulls is a definite behind him because of uh, I went to um, Mick Clegg's lab in Ashton right he's got he's called the lab it's a strength and conditioning facility and he's got like a little square area and uh, I can't remember what it was all about peripheral vision and shit like that anyway and he's like basically no one can touch skulls. On this, and then he's also got this thing with a 3D TV. You have to put the glasses on, and you have to track like 16 balls. They go up, down, left, right, backwards, and forwards. So they they move in three dimensions, and you stand in front of them, and then you have to say like where, you have to give them left to right, what order that they're supposed to be in. So if they start off at one to eight, then they they go to like three, two, one, eight, nine, whatever. Um, and he's like, Skulls was perfect on it he goes he literally is the benchmark for it what a bleep test basically no no it's not a bleep test like you stand there in front of a 3d tv and you put the 3d goggles on and there's like a box on the tv and there's eight balls in this box right and then the balls start bouncing around in the box and because it's 3d they go backwards forwards left right and up and down so they move in three dimensions and they change places and you're supposed to be able to track all eight balls at once and then when the video stops, she's supposed to give him the order that the balls are now in. And I was—I got one out of fucking eight, I think. And he's like, "Yeah, Paul scores would be perfect on this." And you're like, "That's why he's such good vision on the ball." And you're like, "That's fucking crazy." And he said, "Gison Park was the only one that came close to him with this because uh, Mick was United strength and conditioning coach for ten years. I think he left in two thousand nine. Um, really interesting bloke as well, actually. Really fucking top bloke to listen to. Knows his shit." Um, and he's got a, his, his lab's fucking quality anyway um, But yeah he said Scholes' vision Unparalleled So I think in futsal when it was tight And from what I've heard of the likes of Rio and Giggs When they play two touch And stuff like that Scholes is the man So in a futsal game Obviously R9, you've got to have a Brazilian in there Scholes is in there I think Rio might be too big you know, For a defender in futsal Nah
0: he's a footballer man
1: yeah, he is on the ball, but I think you got to deal with a bit more agility. I'm trying to think of a a more agile defender. I'm Not thinking real. it's probably a fullback. I think
0: Roberto Carla.
1: I don't think he was that agile. He was a beast going forward. I'm going to say Maldini. Maldini, and then I need another midfielder. I think, don't I? And
0: so what you got so far? R nine, R nine, Maldini. Who's your goalie?
1: I think Schmeichel's too big as well. I think the, I think you need a quicker goalkeeper.
0: Schmeichel's too big. He just fucking starred the go- yeah, goal. At. Yeah,
1: that's it, mate. It's, it's, too, it's too fast. This game for him. But it's a five You can't come title. out and clatter no fucker either. So I it's think not you, an eleven side goal. It's you got to think goal what goal. made Schmeichel great, and it was his fucking aerial ability. It was his, you know, stopping crosses as well as his shot stopping and stuff. I think I'm you need telling. an out and out shot stop keeper here. So that's what I'm thinking of.
0: I'm telling you, that man. Start in front on his knees, arms out in front of a five-a-side goal.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much fills it. But yeah. all goals are square, aren't they? Remember, they're quite tall, they're more square than rectangle. They're not like 5 side nets where they're long and low.
0: All oh, right, I thought it was them goals. Uh, they're
1: like a square. That's well, up my
0: whole guys. video, haven't
1: I? Yeah, boy. Um, I'm trying to think of an agile goalkeeper here.
0: The hair is not expert
1: uh, it's too obvious.
0: GG um, Buffon. I'm
1: trying to think of like George Campos or someone, just someone like a proper crank.
0: Casillas in his time was fantastic at that. He was. He I was. remember like when Re- I remember one game we played against them, and it was like every shot hit him. It wasn't like he had made saves, but then when you watched it back, like he was like, "Oh man," there were times when Casillas used to make about six saves at once, <laughs> and he'd just be all over the place. And you're thinking, "Why? What, you, what are you on?" He was badly treated by Real Madrid as well.
1: Yeah, the way that, that ended, that was kind of ridiculous, that.
0: I hope that's why De Gea never went. <laughs> Apart from the fax machine.
1: Well, it was clearly the fax machine. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on who to go for here, you know.
0: It's because he's trying to be a hipster.
1: I am. That's what I do, mate. I'm going to say Bartes because he was good with his feet. Bosh. Oh, I Bar- oh, fucking love Bartes. <laughs> I Not was saying so saying he was ha- a cracking keeper, but in my... In a futsal team, I'm going to want a guy that can come out with the ball a little bit and be a sweeper keeper. And I, I'm not a fan of Noya. So you know, I need another midfielder. And. Yeah, who do go I want on.
0: We got, Bartes, we got. Maldini
1: scores.
0: You're missing one player that should be in every futsal team ever
1: Zidane. Nope. Oh, Ronaldinho. Yeah, I know, but you've got him, so I don't want to go with him. <laughs> I don't want to just go with. I know you've got R nine, but I don't want to go with the entire same team. Obviously, he's famous for his futsal. I'm going to get Falcao in there, not him. The original, the proper Falcao.
0: Do you do you do realize the Falcao that? Yeah, we, yeah he's playing his futsal. He's dude. played in this futsal stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. so Falcao, there you go, bash. <laughs> so I'm having Falcao, Skolds, Maldini, Barthez and R9. Al, R nine. I'll fuck your team, son.
0: Rumor has it, me and Steve would still have Falcao at Manchester. <laughs> <laughs>
1: confirmed <laughs> I'll find a spot for him <laughs> might be on the bench but I'll find a spot for him
0: This is what players that I'll always no,
1: just find a spot for you know him. what I
0: don't get I don't get people that are saying Z- Zlatan's going to do the same because he's well, I, he, I, he I understand Z- Zlatan, no, Zlatan could flop but I don't think that's the reason Falcao flopped right? Zlatan is in tip top condition Zlatan's body is probably still like it was when he was a 30 year old or 28 year old
1: yeah well, and and so, Falcao also might be in his 40s maybe but do you know he's made his debut at 13 is that not a bit suspect for anyone is that maybe not a little bit suspect No, do you not just think that maybe they like lied about his age
0: I don't think these people I used to work at a citizen's advice, advice bureau yeah when I was doing my law degree and uh I don't think these people lie about their age. We had like so many people from different places coming into us, like from different countries trying to get help with their applications for visas, blah, 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 blah. And everyone that came to us, their passports would be like, their date of birth would be like first of the first 80. <laughs> and their wife's <laughs> date of birth would be first of the first 80. You know, like really? <laughs> and then like, their kids would be first of February. And you think, this is because obviously in their countries they haven't got like birth certificate systems or yeah, they the shit's been is. blown to shreds as it is. So birth certificates have gone to pot and they're just blagging everything. So it's easy to see how that can happen. Because um, you can imagine some kids come like we can we can say this now. Some some uh, guys must have travelled to England, got out of their country. Their kids are here now as a like three four year old. They probably don't, haven't got a real birth certificate. Yeah, it
1: could happen. And then in
0: 10, 15 years' shit, time... Shit, I
1: don't even know where mine is. In 10,
0: 15 years' time, <laughs> these lads like could be playing for England. Yeah. So then we could have players that people are saying, nah, I'm People's, sure he's like... Uh, I'm sure he's saying... This there.
1: fucking kid, right? Uh, shit, when was it? It was about a year and a half ago, right? Jaden was playing for his team. And there was this kid on the other team. And um, the other manager of, of Jaden's teams not the tallest guy in the world he's probably about 5'7 something like that this is when he was under nines remember right so the under nines this kid walks on and he's bigger than our manager right it's under nines Jaden's like what's my elbow or something innit this kid was huge right? I took a picture of this kid stood next to one of the smaller admittedly smaller players on our team who was up to his waist <laughs> under 9s, I was like there's no fucking way and we we play this team and uh, we usually have a good game with them, they beat us by a goal, we beat them by a goal or it's a draw and it's a really competitive match, they beat us 12-1 right, this kid scored all 12 goals, (laughs) I heard uh, Jaden obviously has got a connection at City as I mentioned earlier and uh, I know one of the coaches that deals with the academy at City so I went and spoke to him because Jaden plays futsal as well on a Monday night with this guy So I went and spoke to him and uh, a couple of the coaches that he has there are City Academy coaches. So I went and spoke to him and I said, listen, I've either found you the new Ronaldo or there's some cunt taking a piss. So I told him all the details of the team and who he played for and all the rest of it. And then about six weeks later, he was like, oh, we signed that kid. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, he's fucking magic. I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And then we found out he was 14. I was like, who does that? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: do they still keep
1: him? nah they binned him they binned him but I'm like it was so it's like if you're gonna fuck about like that you maybe played a year down don't you or something like that not five five it's like me playing for him he's probably Mm. better than me in all honesty as well he was fucking mint tore us to pieces and even at the time I, I, I nearly didn't play the second half I was nearly like you're taking the fucking piss out of us here all the players like it was it was just it was literally like an adult playing against them Fucking ridiculous!
0: I remember our school team was amazing, in year six, and like we we won the lot. And then they ref- was basically because to- <laughs> they and they played all these like yeah their school must have been part of a secondary school or something, and they played like all these year eight players. And they only beat us on penalties, but I remember being really pissed off. And like all of our team was chasing the referee around after the game. Must have got that from seeing Roy Keane do it. <laughs> um, I was gonna say yeah, something. It I've, just seen it I've seen, I've just seen something on Twitter. So uh, West Ham fans are moaning. Um, some West Ham fans can buy that. Like you know, we've got a season ticket. So if this was the last season at Old Trafford, we can give fifty quid and we can keep our seat. Oh, and they post okay. it out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. But West Ham have been posting seats out, and one chap's received a seat. It's got bird shit all over it. <laughs> So he's tweeting like somebody received their Berlin Grab seat today and it was covered in bird shit. Poor from West Ham. And a shitload of West Ham fans, excuse the pun, are getting onto West Ham. Just thought that was interesting. Nice bit of customer service from West Ham there.
1: How's it got bird shit on it inside the stadium? I saw the, uh, the scenes at the end of that though. I'm amazed that most people got and posted out. It looked like it was all fucking second at the end of the match.
0: Um, they fucking
1: wrecked the place.
0: I can imagine if that had happened, they'd probably just grabbed one from somewhere else, and stuck their seat number on it. Because <laughs> there must be some seats that are just general tickets, in it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no. When
1: when, uh, when Main Road closed down, there's a guy I know that uh, I, uh, was one of my mates and my mate passed away at 19. He used to go to the match with his dad, and um, when Main Road closed down, he um, he kicked the fuck out of the uh, the seats to break them to get them off. I fucking walked out with his and his son's seats And uh, they're, <laughs> in his, they're in his room He's still got them that's <laughs> and nice. I guess I mean I've moved round Old Trafford I haven't really got anywhere That's my seat really I've had the season To kick in the And now this is the third year I would have had it But it doesn't feel like my seat I was in K-Stan since 1997 Only up until a couple of years ago And decided I wanted to sit with my dad again You know when you're a teenager In your early 20s You're like I don't want to sit with my fucking dad But now I do
0: You miss that When you. Miss, I think like all if these I stages, isn't
1: there? There's stages where your dad that, takes you. There's yeah. Stages where you want your independence. You're like, I don't want to fucking sit with my dad. I want to yeah. get drunk and be a balloon and that. And then there's the stage I'm at now where I'm like, I like it when it's me, my dad, and Jade, and I think it's quality. Yeah.
0: It's um, I went for, you know, like because my dad took me, so luckily I didn't have to pay, I didn't have to do anything, I didn't have to drive. So up until I was like 17, 16, 17, my dad was taking me, got a job, and then I used to go and support his coach myself. I like every game and my dad would be like, what the fuck? And then um and then we went again and then I got my season ticket in the straight, But like I miss my dad, man. Like that's that's something that's you know, like if you didn't have football, what would you, you wouldn't probably see your dad as much or mingle with your dad as much. Yeah, definitely. That's why football is amazing as well. Like just having that bond over football.
1: I think it's, it's meant, nice. I, I, think, I don't see you.
0: I wouldn't have known you if it wasn't football. I wouldn't have known a lot no, of my true. friends if it wasn't for football. Um, so it, it is very good. Both playing, like some of my friends that I see today, best man at his wedding. I know him from playing football with him. Like it's crazy, man. Football sick. But um, let's hope it's as good for United this season. I got a funny feeling it's going to be a mad one, and I'm not predicting anything, but. Ranieri, you better keep it glistening.
1: Shall we do a quick one on the season coming up? Uh, how are you feeling on the Pogba situation? Do you think we're going to snag him or do you think he's going to end up... signing? By the way, i got to go in like about five, yeah. sound. So there's obviously only two ways this is going to go, I think, at the moment. Madrid have pulled out of the race. There's nobody else in for him. He's either going to sign a new deal at Juventus or he's going to come to United. What makes me think it can happen is the talk that Raiola's going to get 20 to 25 million if he does. Mm. That makes me think he'd be like, yeah, I how's about this? Like, he's, He catches me as the kind of guy that wouldn't mind 25 million. Like,
0: mm. I can...
1: Juventus is supposedly only offering him about 130 bag and United can potentially triple that.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Um, I'd... I wouldn't be surprised him stay. I'm not, counting him as our player right now but I think it may happen um, because of the reason you just said Rayola isn't going to let 25 million out of his hands pretty much I'm, I'm sure we started spending that already so i
1: He's can't, not had a bad summer already to be fair
0: yeah and I think there's very much chance it could happen but I, was, I said this to my brother the other day um, can you imagine if we kept Paul Pogba when we did And he had four or five seasons like he has at Juve. This summer, there'd be talk about him going to Real Madrid anyway. (laughs) So with us buying him at this time, we're kind of preventing him from leaving during his best years, I guess. That's the positive way I'm trying to look at
1: things.
0: (laughs) But I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen because we've seen it before. But what I like this time around is I get the feeling that Jose Mourinho is like, okay, you've got until, for example... 17th of July, if you haven't sorted it, we're going to go elsewhere. Yeah, we're going to I think that's, two. The, that's the best way to, to do these things. I think
1: the speed in the past- of the transfers that have happened, the way they've happened and the speed that they've happened, tells me that we've not just rocked up on the 1st of July, which is what it felt like under Moyes and Louis. Like, it felt like they just walked into the office and was like, right, should we get to work? Whereas... It seems like Jose was out there scouting people. Uh, obviously, he was at Dortmund Games, photographed at Dortmund Games. We don't know how many other matches he's been to and not been photographed. Or Are Jose you was. trying
0: to say he knew he had the jab in January, Steve?
1: Yeah, because I did.
0: Fuck <laughs> 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 you know, Yeah, that's we did say that at the time didn't we, when the rumours were floating about that. If it is true, then it's a good thing that he's got that he doesn't come in Yeah, like I said
1: mate the fucking word on the street from Christmas was that Jose Mourinho had been tapped up and had agreed to it that was the word on the street from fucking January the 10th something like that and I think if you watch any of my videos from the time I was saying shit along the lines of well I think Jose's probably going to come in in the start of summer (laughs) it
0: It did and I think that was the best I think it kind of worked out well for him Um, and I I remember at the time when we were making videos and it was a bad result after bad result. We kind of knew jo- uh, Louis was leaving at the end of the season. So we never really wasted our time ever saying in a video, no. Suck him because they're not sacking him. They
1: was never going to sack because, him and I don't because because know why. Because we knew never it was going to happen. Him. But I think that was the best thing. Yeah, I genuinely yeah.
0: think that was the best thing because if it was going to be Jose... You don't want him getting sacked by Chelsea and within a month jumping into a job.
1: You also don't know if there was a caveat on the compensation that he got from being sacked from Chelsea that he wasn't able to take another job in the league unless he had to pay X crazy amount of millions and either United or him didn't want to fucking pay that because United to sack Blue Van Gaal. I know people were like, well, you're just about to blow 100 million on Pogba. Well, that's the market value of a player. This is different. If you sack... Uh, Louis van Gaal midway through a season there might be more penalties than if you sack him at the end of a season and if, you, if you've if you got to sack him at a higher fee because obviously there's more of his uh, time left to go in his contract if you sack him halfway through his contract that's going to cost you X amount of a million and then there might be the penalties to pay to Chelsea on top of that the wages to pay to Chelsea on top of that for appointing one of their guys in the season that he's just been sacked from United and you're not allowing him a pre-season and the chance of a transfer window to fix any of that shit so you can understand and this, the, the only argument that you can say that you could have sacked Van Gaal earlier was that maybe a longer run-up we might have got in the Champions League. We finished level on points with City and our form actually in the second half of the season was pretty fucking good. There's only a couple of results that you look at and go, well, we might have improved that, but not many in all honesty.
0: Mm. And I think it was obvious that, like you say, we probably the club were probably, from experience with Moyes, the club were just waiting for top four to be impossible and that wasn't impossible until Bournemouth on the last day of the season so it all made sense and I think we're bearing the fruits of having waited for Jose Mourinho now because as he said he's coming he's evaluated what he needed he thought he needed four players he got them signed up the three most difficult ones he got well sorry the three easiest ones he's got signed up Mm. And the difficult one is giving it time.
1: What sort of message do you think it sends that Man United in the Europa League, if we manage to pull Pogba off, sends?
0: Sends the same messages as what when we did with Di Maria, I think. Um, that we, I, I don't think United needs to send messages about. Let's be honest. I here. think we do. I
1: think I we do. I don't know. I think. I think well, look at the amount of comments football. we got on our videos. People saying we're an X great club and shit like that. I mean, that's a, hilarious from a club that was never a great club. On on the football
0: pitch, we have to prove it. But, I mean, in terms of commercially and the money and things like that, that's never going to... Manchester United are in a position now where it's n- never going to change as much to affect us in terms of how much we can spend on a player just because we missed out on £50 million pound Champions League money. Do you know what I mean?
1: It's not I don't about think, the spending the money, I don't think, is the message that yeah, we're sending.
0: Making an impact, yeah, on the pitch. It's who rather, we can bring in, I think. Uh, it's because... When who's, you look at the likes of who's Liverpool... Who's
1: available in the world? Who Liverpool this? Like, yeah, who who's available? Like, you're looking at the very top players, right? And the top players in the world are probably them three at Barcelona, Ronaldo, Bale, Lewandowski, Muller, right? That's probably it, it. And then I think Pogba, Griezmann probably in that ballpark as well. None of the first lot are probably for sale. Um, Pogba is, Potentially. Juventus are playing hardball over him, but he out of all of them players that are just listed, he's probably the only one that you can get. So going out and proving that you can still get him, and it isn't him going to Barcelona or Madrid yet, which is you know, potentially still very fucking easily could do, I think it sends a fucking quality message. And I think that's the sort of message that United should have been spend sending the last ten fucking years.
0: Mate, everyone that's saying hundred million is too much. Um Firstly, so no, man,
1: look at how much Bale went for, and he's done Bale more went Bale went for
0: £85 million, pounds, yeah. And six
1: years ago, was it? That now, was five years ago. And also... No, it
0: wasn't that long ago. It's not in the Glazers' pockets, so happy days. Also, it's not going to bankrupt the club. We can afford this. Why do you think the club have been going out and getting all these commercial deals left, right and centre? It's so we can do this. And also, how fucking good does it feel to make Real Madrid go... Whoa! No, I can that. Whoa, Man United are <laughs> offering that much? Fuck me. I'm going to take a seat back at this table because I don't want to get entered into that bidding. That is so beautiful. The club that have messed us around for all this amount of times and teased Ronaldo and took Beckham and, well, Beckham probably would have always left anyway. Um, but,
1: the only one that they took away from us was Ronaldo. The rest yeah. of them we sold on our terms. They fucked
0: us around with De hair. De
1: Gea would have gone on, on their terms, obviously. But, I mean, I don't know if that was fucking genius or not from Woodward. Fucking about with a fact. Machine. I don't know whether it's genius
0: or his regular stupidity that done it. But Probably way, the I'm answer.
1: glad And if we manage to pull Paul Pogba in Then we, I can guarantee we've got two world class players And a couple of potential world class players And that's the sort of position that we need to be But we need to follow that up with some success on the pitch And then we need to follow it up next year With maybe addressing the other midfield role And can we get someone like a Cruz Out of Madrid Can you imagine a midfield of Let me just water your mouth with this one right? Because I think Schneidling's going to have a good season Under Mourinho this year so I think he'll be the linchpin of the team I'd If you've got that. a midfield with Schneidlin at the base of the triangle and then in the other two slots, if you had Cruz and Pogba, are you fucking kidding me? Name me a better midfield in the world than that. And then the forward three looks decent. You know, maybe you've got to look at uh, bringing in someone to play up front. Uh, you've got fosu Mansa that can come in. You've you've got a lot of fucking potential in and around the place. And, uh, fosu
0: got a new agent today, didn't he?
1: I haven't seen that. Actually. Gareth
0: Bale's agent. I hope he's not going to start fucking uh... around.
1: He's a player that I see in Madrid one day, unfortunately. He's a
0: player, though, that I see. When when Jose saw him in training for the first time, he thought, yes, that's my guy. Like he's, I think Jose will see him and think, that's the youngster that both... A, if I use, it will appease these guys that want me to play academy players. Exactly. And B... And
1: there's no risk.
0: And B, he's exactly in the mould of the player that I like. Mm,
1: there is so, no risk, because he's I, fucking it, I, mint.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Th- yeah, man. He just needs to fucking play false suits. The year of suit.
1: Are you? You're going Saturday aren't you? It's a Wigan.
0: Yes, and I can't wait.
1: Uh, Pete Bolton texted me some fixtures for the rest of the season. I've seen them. Yeah, for
0: the for the under twenty ones. I got Salford, don't they?
1: Yeah, we got Salford. Where is it? Nineteenth of July, Blackpool at Aon Training Centre, but it's strictly behind closed doors. That sounds like a challenge. Twenty um, second of July, we've got Altringham at the J. Uh Twenty second of July, Salford away. There'll probably be a few heads going out. I reckon you're coming up for that one.
0: Probably not. <laughs>
1: uh, and then the thirtieth, we've got Port Vale at Vale Park. Uh, i have probably got to both of those. What was the date? Twenty sixth of July, Salford. Two, two weeks. Two weeks a day.
0: On a Tuesday. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, I'm obviously not going on Saturday. You're, you and Gaz are going, aren't you?
0: I'm my brother now. Tickets? Oh, did you say uh, Jadinho won that one? So...
1: For Saturday?
0: Yeah, there's ticket. You can phone up and book your ticket. Uh,
1: no, not for this Saturday, I don't think. Uh, he's going away with his mum, I reckon,
0: I think. Oh, I thought you... Yeah, because... No, um, Charity
1: Shield I need a spare for. for Ch- uh, you can...
0: You can uh, members can apply, so I assume if season tickets phone up, they can buy...
1: Uh, no I need one for him for the Chariot Shield my dad's already booked yeah. a train fucking well members
0: it. can apply for Community Shield so I'm guessing if you phone them up and you got a season ticket you can buy uh, alright we're I'll just having back. a random conversation at the end of your podcast yeah.
1: hey mate don't worry about it I'll, uh, I'll speak to you off, offline about that I'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll ring up use the, uh, the other ticket number that we've got you know what um, what was going to fucking say oh yeah so I'm not there Saturday because I'm going to watch Bellator in London um, with Ben so we're having a fucking boys' night out in London on Saturday night because of that, which should be good fun. Um, got a five-star hotel for 168 quid. I'm fucking up with that. And it's better than that one we stayed in last time we was in London, lads. Oh,
0: fuck me! We had and you know be, what? Had to it's use nine pounds to hold the window open.
1: It's eleven pound cheaper than the one we stayed in. Yeah, I had to put a bin in the window to open the window. What the fuck was that all Just about? Single that might be the worst hotel I've stayed in ever.
0: Even you obviously, even you obviously weren't there with us when we went to Mitjailan last year and we stayed in a prison.
1: <laughs> At least it was secure. Right, anyway, that'll fucking do. Go give Adam a follow on Twitter. I'm sure you're know, you I
0: forgot day. to say we're going to win the league. That's
1: a bit giddy. I honestly don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think Chelsea will challenge. I think we'll challenge. I think shitty will challenge. I think... Uh, uh, I don't know don't if Arsenal... Uh, Arsenal won't fucking do nothing. We're going to boil
0: one. so much Arsenal piss. I can't wait.
1: Oh, anyway, thank you to Mr. McCullough for joining me. He is thank my you for having McCullough.
0: me, guys. If you want to hear more, subscribe to Full Time Devils. Subscribe to Adam McCullough TV. Subscribe to Stephen Howson. And um
1: Go fuck yourself. See you in a bit. <laughs>